Hello. Hello. Welcome to our lounge again. My name is Luke. This is my wife. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> and uh, we've got the privilege of speaking to you from God's Word this morning. Just want to say a massive welcome uh, to everyone joining us on the live stream. To Revers, we are missing you. We so want to see you again. Um, connecting via Zoom is nice, but we long to be able to see you again in person. And hopefully this lockdown won't be too long. And for those of you who are joining us who wouldn't normally be part of Rev, you're so welcome. It's so good to have you here. So good to be joining in with our sermon this morning. We trust that what God has placed in our hearts will really touch yours this morning. We're actually in the middle of a series of the church where we're looking at the anxieties of the age, which seems very appropriate uh, in this time. We've looked at things like climate change, our mental health, uh, family life in terms of having kids, what our home life looks like and how people might perceive us. And today, Sarah and I have the privilege of talking to us on the topic of pressure. So our sermon title for today is Any More Pressure and I'll Go Under. Now we started um, planning this preach um, over a month ago now, but a lot has changed <laughs> since the month. Um, as you probably aware of in your own lives and different pressures that we're now facing have probably changed and what your pressures were a month ago um, and maybe keep changing and I know one our daughter um, Isabel she's three and she when she's processing all this um, coronavirus stuff she was always saying you know even our neighbours came around she's like everything's cancelled nursery's cancelled daddy's job's cancelled church is cancelled holidays cancelled everything is cancelled and in the things of things changing, um, pressures can seem sometimes overwhelming. Um, it can bring anxiety, stress, even um, outside of this corona stuff in our day to days and the pressures we might be facing or have faced, things like finances, housing, family, our day to day pressures of looking after our little kids. Um, pressures are real and pressures are part of life. And we're not alone in this, we all face pressures. and. We can all, maybe we deal with pressures in different ways, but the one thing still remains, and this is what we're going to be looking into today, the principle, if we're a follower of Jesus, um, it, the, the way that we live our lives and how we pr approach pressure, how we deal with pressure, doesn't change. Um, it stays the same. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So we're just, we're going to be looking into that um, a little bit this morning. Amen, hey. So we're going to, well, the way we're going to do this, we're going to look at a, a passage in a book called 1 Peter. If you want to start flicking there on your Bibles or your phones now. And then we're going to be using that as kind of like a framework as we look at a story uh, in the Bible from uh, Daniel, where we get, where we're going to sort of apply the passage we read in Peter to the story we read in Daniel. And then we're going to break it down into three stages, basically what we're calling our three stages of pressure of how we can deal with this well. So uh, Sarah's going to read this now, but if you want to flick that, it's going to be 1 Peter chapter 1, and Sarah's going to read from verse 3. It will come up on the screen in front of us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurre resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes through it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It's a, it's a beautiful passage that talks about our journey 
um, as we give our life to Jesus, that we recognise that we have been shown a great mercy, which means we've been saved to a hope that is imperishable, undefiled, and is kept waiting for us. That is what we as believers, when we've forgiven, when we've asked for forgiveness and we've repented of our sin and turned from our way of living and followed Jesus, that is the hope we have. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And then, and then, but it says, Peter's really clear that we will face uh, various trials in our life. We will face various pressures. But as we go through them, our faith will be purified as if gold going through the fire. The reason gold goes through a fire is it purifies, it makes it even purer. So our faith comes out purer. And what does that result in? That results in a faith that puts our trust in Jesus, that results in praise and glory, that even though we don't see him now, we rejoice. Even though we're not with him now, we long for that coming day. How beautiful is this passage? This should be something that alone we should be able to read regularly and encourage us when we hit seasons of trial. But to how we apply this, this is this is what we're going to get stuck into now. So we're going to flick to Daniel 3, if you want to flick there in your Bibles as well. Daniel's a book in the Old Testament towards, towards the end. And where we're going to pick this up is a very famous passage. It's a, a passage called the Fiery Furnace, it might say in your little heading in your Bible. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it a bit and then jump in for some set scriptures that I think are really key. But to set the tone, there's a king called Nebuchadnezzar in charge. And basically his kind of people would come to him wanting to boost his ego. And they've gone, Kel, King Nebuchadnezzar, you are so wonderful. How about we set up a golden statue? And then whenever we blow a horn, everyone has to bow down and worship. King Nebuchadnezzar, because he's proud, he loves this. This is like his, he is on board with this. And, uh, but actually, the Jewish people were a part of this kingdom. This wasn't in Jewish control. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a Jew. So they were part of his kingdom. And, uh, but they said, no, we're not going to do this. And there's three guys we're going to particularly pick up on. Their names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, I struggle to say Sarah, the names. Sarah struggles <laughs> to get the names out. But, um, and what they do is they are devout. They believe and trust in the Lord. And they say... Um, that they are gonna, they are not gonna bow down. King Nebuchadnezzar, they are brought before King Nebuchadnezzar, and he hears about this. And uh, we're gonna pick this up from verse fourteen. So the, the king is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have been brought before him, and Nebuchadnezzar says, "Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready." When you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I've made, well and good. If you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is this God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answers and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you set up. Now, at this point, Nebuchadnezzar, you can imagine, they've just said, look, we don't, we're not going to follow you. We're not going to obey you. We are going to put our trust in our God because we know that we should not bow down to any other gods. King Nebuchadnezzar is enraged. And then they say, and even if we do go into this fire, we're still not going to worship you because we still trust our God. So Nebuchadnezzar at this point, he, he orders his guards to heat up the furnace to as hot as it possibly can go. So hot that as the people go to throw in Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they themselves are killed by the fire. So they throw Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the fire. And in verse 24, I'm going to read the rest from here because it's really beautiful to see how King Nebuchadnezzar is processing the miracle of God before him. 
verse 24, it's then, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counsellors, did we not cast three men bound into fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the four is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace and he declared Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out from the fire and the satraps, the prefects and the governors, the king council, it's all like the king's men, gathered round and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He was sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruin. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Can you see the parallels between these, these two passages of scripture? You see that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they, they, they knew they'd been saved for something great. They had a hope that was going beyond the grave. That means when they came under these pressures, they weren't going to succumb to it. That they almost considered it pure joy to go through it, to stand before the king and almost openly mock him, saying, we're not going to bow down to you. They go through the fire, just as we see in the Peter passage. You go through the fire that refines us like pure gold. And what does it result in? It results in a whole nation being changed by their faith. It results in praise and glory to God. That the king says, no one, there will be no other God that we shall bow down and worship, but for the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. How wonderful. And this is where we're going to pick up our stages of pressure, essentially how we deal with pressure. We're going to use Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's story. We're going to use the, the passage from Peter and we're going to look at how Jesus has gone through all of these stages as well. And hopefully that will serve us really well. So the first one is foundation of faith. So in the story, we see that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego knew who God was. They were committed to that. That was their thing that they held on, that regardless of what the world was going on, the pressures of the culture, the decrees coming from above, so that can look like pressures in their own life, that can look like external pressures, what people around them are saying. They were prepared to stand firm in God, not to be moved. And that was how they kind of they had such a strong foundation in faith, who God was and what that meant for them. And you can't have the other stages without stage one, about having a foundation in God, a foundation in him, your faith, your trust in the God that you ser that we serve. And there's lots of other false foundations that, you know, that are in this world, worldly things like money, um, lifestyles, things that we, we hold, can hold on to dearly. But actually, if our foundation isn't in Jesus and in him, our, our hope isn't in him, then all those things will fade away. But if when we hit those pressures, they come, that's when it's tested. And actually, if our hope is in Jesus and we've built our life on Jesus other than ourselves, other things that we, you know, that are actually seem folly in this world, actually, our foundation will stay put. Actually, it will be a strong, I'll have a strong foundation and that is the rock and that is Jesus. And um, what are we, what are you building your life upon? I think it is, it's a time like this when pressures are faced, our whole life is, feels like it's tipped upside down. That is when our faith is really tested. Um, and 
and also when we have to believe, we have to believe in God and who he is. That is our foundation. Um, you know, when we look at the um, the Bible and what it says, you know, and, and who he's, God says he is, when he says God is sovereign, do we believe that? Mm. When he says he's our provider, do we believe that? Um, you know, when he's the same yesterday, today and forever, do we believe that? Um, and that's what we have to, our foundation has to be, is our belief and our faith. And when it's in him, we can stand anything. We won't come under, we won't um, feel like the pressure is too much or things of this world are too much. Yes, there's hard times. But um, if it's on Jesus and our focus is on Jesus and we lift our eyes to Jesus um, and and actually our lifestyles, the things that we choose to do, the decisions we make, our relationship, it's all based on relationship, our founder, you know, with him, with Jesus, because um, it's not about doing things, it's about relationship with him and following him and following his ways and trusting him um, and being obedient and not wanting to hold on to control of our lives, but actually giving control to him. And that requires us to humble ourselves before him, humble ourselves and say, God, it's your will, not mine. Even in times of, um, you know, when things are happening, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so uncertain, the unknown. I don't know when we're going to be out of isolation or, you know, lockdown, whatever that looks like. Um, we can trust in God. And because we know who he says he is and we know that he has a plan and he is sovereign. It's choosing to believe in him and standing on his word and who he says he is um, that helps us in times of pressure. Massive. And many of you will be familiar with uh, Jesus' teaching on the wise man building his house upon the rock. And doing a bit of reading around it and the context that Jesus is speaking into is basically on the shores of Galilee in Israel. And um, what the, apparently happens there is the sand in the summer is like rock hard. You wouldn't know the difference between rock and sand. But to build a house on the edge, you basically had to dig down a bit. Because what would happen is when the rainy periods come, that sand which appeared rock hard uh, would just disintegrate basically when the rains come. And I think so much now, particularly in this season we are with COVID-19, is that you can look at it and feel like, oh, my, my income was steady. My, uh, what do you call it? My housing situation was steady. But the rain has come and it's like, oh no, it's not. And we see one of the things that we're talking about is foundation of faith. So we see it in Jesus as well. We see that Jesus humbled himself. He was obedient. He trusted what his father was doing. You see, do you know what I mean? Jesus would say things like, I only do what I see the father doing. We see that Jesus, who was all God, all man, that dynamic, we don't always know how to play out, but we know that Jesus was fully God and fully man, and he was still humble and obedient to the father. Every area of his life, wherever he went, he would always look to see what God was doing. And that's what we need to do in our foundation, setting our faith. It's like, we've gone, right, I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. I recognise that Jesus went to the cross for me. Mm-hmm. where we were all born sinful, we were all born bent against doing God's will, that Jesus made a way that we can be forgiven and set free from that and brought back into a life to follow him. Jesus was never disobedient to the Father. He always was, and he's made a way that we can be forgiven and put our faith and trust in him. And our proof of our love to Jesus is actually a lot in our response to how we deal with um, pressures and trials um, which then leads us on to our second one, which is stage two. Stage two, tested faith. And what this is is we're looking at once we've got that faith in Jesus, once we've given our life to Him, we recognise, as we read in the passage in Peter, that we should we will go through various trials in our life as Christians, as anyone who's not a Christian. Various trials will come. But as a Christian, it doesn't mean our life is going to be easy. 
We see that in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They come to this trial, this point. They have to make a choice. Are they going to bow down to other gods? And easy way out of the fiery furnace. They wouldn't be uh, put through it. Or they go, no, we are going to, we are going to, with our faith being tested, we're going to trust God above what our eyes see in front of us, above what the king is saying. We are going to trust God above that. And that's when our faith is tested. And when our faith is tested, their faith was tested. They didn't, the perceived outcome was they were going to die. That was their perceived outcome. They couldn't have known any other way. They just knew they trusted God. It was going to take a ridiculous miracle to come through. But they were prepared to be tested and throw it back in the king's face. And I think that's really key for us. Once they've gone through that fire, you imagine their faith on the other side. You're standing in the fire. God is with them. You know what I mean, it's, it's the, the passage talks about a, uh, an image which is like a son of like a son of God. It could have been an angel. It could have been Jesus. Theologians disagree on what that could have been. So we're not going to get into too much now. But we can see that God was with them in that trial. They would have come out and they would have known that they could go through anything. Their faith would have been so built. It would have been purer than gold, that faith, because of going through that fire. And as Christians, pressure shouldn't defeat us. It shouldn't over overcome us um, because we have Jesus and we have that hope. And even though the devil wants us to react differently, he wants us to think we can't cope, we don't need to panic, um, or even feel like, no, God isn't sovereign in this. You know, where, where can I trust? I want to, you know, I need, I need something to grab hold of. Um, and that might seem, in a sense, the most logical thing to mm. do. But um, actually, in that moment of choosing to say yes to God, in those pressures and in those trials and choosing to believe in him um, is where we um, we can find our hope and our trust and our joy. And, um, you know, even when things do change and plans do change in the uncertainty, we need to be comfortable with that. We need to think mm. hey, this is OK, like God has a plan um, and actually see these times as a, as a joy and rather than a trial and be you know, God, what are you teaching me? This is an opportunity. How are you maturing me? How are you mm. nurturing me? What is it that I can learn from you? How can I become more like you in these times? Um, when, you know, we have those wobbles or things come up and we're just thinking, God, what's going on? And even in our own thinking or the way that we are as a person, um, it's not just necessarily about situations, but um, yeah, that we should see them as such a joy. Actually, an element of inviting them in because when we go through these things um, or these pressures that we face, um, it's really honestly how we respond and how we react that mm. is so key and what Jesus loves to see he loves to see our heart he loves to see how we respond and actually that's when our faith is tested it's like well do we believe in God and who we said his is you know it's not just about words is it or do we you know are we living a life that is actually for us and for our glory and and wanting to do what we want to do rather than actually God's will um, and we just need to keep looking at the father and look keep looking to him and we should see, I think, these pressures as opportunities for growth. We go through these pressures and these trials and our faith will grow, our faith will be tested. It means, I know for us over the last year, we moved into a new home, we had a, a new baby who's now seven months old and we uh, there was a lot of pressures. My work was really challenging last year and there was moments we'd sit in our kitchen and just go, and I'd sit with you and go, I can't do this, love. I feel like I can't do any more. I can't financial, do any more financial like, pressures. Okay. Stuff like that. And we've hit this season now where I've got no work now. I'm self-employed. I've got no work till the summer. I've got to pray the work in, trust that God will provide. We've got to pay a mortgage. Um, we're in a fortunate position that we've been able to buy a house. But it's that thing of going, I actually feel real peace about it because of the journey God has taken us over the last, last year in particular. We've had to know what it is to pray finances. We've had to know what it is to completely trust God and that he will come through. And we have never gone without this year. We have been through mm -hmm. some difficult times, but we have 
but we've come through them, which means in this period, we feel pretty peaceful. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, even this morning I was having a bit of a wobble, but it was that thing of going, actually, just remind ourselves of this truth, that God is in control, God is sovereign, God is with us in this moment, and God will bring us through as long as we keep being obedient to him. And I think as well, if we, when we go through those trials, sorry, <laughs> that was a good point, clearly, but she's watching TV. Um, uh, yeah, that when we go through these trials, actually our faith is... Um, like Luke said, it's a growth. And we've seen just in how God has really in our own lives, how we are in, God has done so much in and through us and given us where our faith, we are at points with this specifically with our house that we're currently in. We never could have imagined being in this mm. house. We, But because our faith through that time of thinking, you know, there's moments of like, where are we going to get this money from? How is it going to work? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Like, but God's had a way and he had a way through um, and now we can stand on the other side and be, wow, look what God has done. Look what he's given us. Look what he's doing, um, especially mm. specifically where the area is. And I just think it, it, it enables us to come with even more confidence and more courage to ask God of these things and have faith for actually in these times of pressures. Actually, God, I need this amount of money to pray these things in, to pray to God and say, look, we need this. God, we need you to come through. And it enables us to have a confidence and a bigger confidence in who God is. And actually what that the outcome is, is God can do more crazier things than we can ever ask or imagine. Mm. And actually we can ask for bigger things. We can ask for things that might seem so impossible, but with God is possible. And we can definitely declare that over our lives, especially mm. this year. Mm. But because our faith has been tested and there's, you know, pressures and things that came, we are able to stand and say, God is victorious. He's He's brought us through. He is so victorious. And it, it causes us to worship and praise and be thankful for those times of those pressures and those things that he taught us through this time um which then leads us to the third one which is having a joy-filled faith um a joy-filled faith joy-filled faith and so this is where the end bit of the peter passage comes to life that uh, we now have an imperishable hope that means we ex we rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible that is what the, the result of going through these trials should be and just think, Jesus has gone through these trials. Jesus was a man, came to earth, went through the trials. He he went through pressures. He went through the pressures in the in the desert with, with Satan tempting him that he could have easily bypassed across. He went through the pressure of going to the cross where even in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before Jesus went to the cross, he's saying, God, if there's any, Father, if there's any other way, would you take it from me? But if not, your will be done that same thing of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They know that God can save them, but they're prepared to go, God, but your will be done in this thing. And the fact that Jesus is prepared to be that, and Jesus is kind of like our model for life, our model of kind of going, how should we do things? Jesus going, God, I don't know what you're doing in this situation. I can't see it myself, mm. but I'm going to trust that you're working. The thing is, Jesus comes through that. And what happens? Yes, he dies on the cross. He takes the punishment for our sin, for the things that we've done wrong. But then God raises him on the third day to new life, to a, to an imperishable hope that we can now have because of that resurrection. And that is so beautiful for us mm -hmm. that we can come into that new life, that new freedom we find in Jesus. And when these pressures come, we can live free from that. Mm -hmm. So that is our stage three, having a joy filled faith. <laughs> So we can see in the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that when they come out of this fiery furnace, 
the whole nation is changed. The king orders a new decree that no one uh, shall say a bad word against anyone who worships their God, that nothing shall come to harm, that, that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are raised up, they're promoted by standing firm, that by disobeying the king, by not following his command, but trusting in the God, they come out. And imagine their praise, imagine their faith as, as they come out of that fire. We don't read loads more about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, but the faith that they would have had having passed through that fire, having been with God in it, God being with them in that moment, they would have been able to take on anything. They, they would have been able to take on absolutely anything. They're, they would have been, bring it on, bring on the trials, because we know that our God is for us and our God is with us. And also in that story, we, you know, the people around them would have seen this happen before them mm. and be like, wow, we cannot deny the, who their God is and the God that they serve. And that is something that, you know, as we go through these pressures and especially when the whole, at the moment, the whole nation, different countries, um, our people around us, our families, our friends are going through pretty much the same thing, um, that actually we need to, the way we respond, the fact we should be filled with joy will, will cause people to look on us and be, you know, different from the world and be like, wow, what have they got? This is amazing and point pointing to Jesus and and the way that we respond is is different to what others maybe expect us to or whatever but actually because of our faith because we know who God is because we can trust in him actually there should be that sense of like ah it's okay actually God's got me God's got this he is sovereign it's okay Hmm. um and that should release such joy and and yeah and and just a sense of freedom I suppose Mm. and even when I was preparing this preach actually I had a picture of um, one figure and they had all these like bricks on, it's quite a simple picture, but bricks on top of them and they were like bending over and feeling really burdened, they couldn't see where they were going. And next to them was a um, a person who, the, the pressures and the building blocks, um, there was a hand above their head just lifting those that, and holding those bricks above them, which meant they could stand up straight, they had the post- their posture was different, they were able to move their arms, they were able to um, move freely compared to the person next to them who was so burdened um, and was looking down and couldn't actually move. And I just feel like as we do respond and as we, as we respond in this way to pressures and the things that might you know feel suppressing on us, whatever that is and whatever season, actually, we're going to have a, a posture that is is a way of moving and actually seeing what you know our eye our view is going to be different we can see what god is doing there's space there's capacity there's um places where we can actually see god what are you doing you can look around and see god what what is it that you're doing how are you using me what can i do for others um that is so different to actually what is expected when bricks come upon us of feeling but the key thing in this in this picture is that you know that hand is god he's the one who's lifting those pressures and burdens off us so that we can actually walk in life and do life to the glory of him in a way that is so exciting and an adventure and joy-filled we can actually you know in that person they could lift their arms and praise Jesus um rather than feeling just so succumbed by everything um and that I don't know about that picture for you but it shows me of just like wow I want to be that person on the right hand side who's just so free Mm. and joy-filled and able to give glory to God and um able to praise and just be like open to what God is doing and how they're using them um you know pressures are real aren't they pressures will come pressures will go pressures pressures are are change and it's okay and it is hard in those moments that we you know when we come under those things but there is so much victory so much victory we can have in Jesus mm. and he has done it all he's paid it all and there is he rose from the dead that he is victorious he is completely victorious 
And we must understand with all this that God is working out a great plan in our lives. Even though we don't see it, we are such a small uh, part of God's plan for salvation for this earth. But we must consider actually God is at work. Mm-hmm. He is working all things for the good of those who love him. Whether we, whether we see it in that moment or not, we've got to have that trust, that implicit trust that, that we have when we first give our lives to him. That we understand who he is, what Jesus has done for us by going to the cross. That once we have that implicit faith, we then have a sure and certain hope for what's to come. That's the key things. We need to have a sure foundation and then a certain hope. And we have that in Jesus. Both of those things for us are completely fulfilled in Jesus. When we are, when we give our life to Jesus, when we surrender from doing our own way, when we become obedient to Jesus, following his teachings, following his way of life, there, that is putting our sure foundation in. And that gives us our certain hope that one day Jesus will return making all things new, making all rights wrong, uh, making all wrongs right, sorry. <laughs> but he will, he will make it, he will, he, will, he will accomplish what he started on the cross. It is finished at the cross and we will one day be with him in glory. So we want to say that you will be, you may be facing pressures. All of us are facing pressures. Our pressures that we had a month ago are gone, but we have new pressures now. But we have such a uh, a foundation in Jesus that we know that God is with us in this. Even in these moments, we we know that we can trust him. We keep in in the word. We keep encouraging one another. We keep encouraging our friends. We keep reminding ourselves that God is doing something in this. And we want to look for that. We want to look for Jesus in this. Just like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, God was with them. Just just like Jesus on this earth went through all these different trials. And the Holy Spirit, after the when he was in the desert, was with him. When he came out of that cave after resurrection, the Holy Spirit, the God the Father, breathed his breath into his life and he came out. God is with us in these moments. God was with Jesus. God was with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. God is with us in these pressures. And it should result in praise. Yeah. And also knowing that we have, we're going to spend eternity with him, that eternal perspective that we have, knowing that actually what our goal is, how we're living our lives, our lifestyle, the choice we make, actually is going to result standing before God one day and say, you know, well, hopefully him saying, well done, a good and faithful servant. And mm-hmm. that, that is also in how we respond to these pressures and hard times, as well as, you know, the good times. And I, I don't know about you, but I find it easier to worship and, and praise when actually I am hit with pressure because, um, well, not easier maybe, but I find that, you know, I have to come to Jesus and we need to just come to him. Sometimes when things are like, oh, it's all good, all good. Actually, sometimes I can forget, actually, I need to worship him and be thankful. So, in all of this, whatever you're facing in, whatever child pressure, how much you're feeling pressure, under pressure, we should worship him and be thankful for all that we have, all that we have been given, all that we are walking through, whatever life throws at us. It should, we should come with a thankful heart, mm. knowing that we have a hope in Jesus and knowing that he has died for us and um, yeah, that we have a relationship with him. So we're going to sing a song now together Andy's going to come back and he's played a song for us and it's uh, a song that reminds us to stand on the promises of God mm-hmm. that one day everything will be made right because God is faithful in his promises so please sing with us Stefan Davina will lead us in communion as well um, afterwards but uh, I'm just going to pray and then we'll sing so Lord I thank you uh, for these passages of scripture, Lord, that remind us, Lord, that because of what Jesus has done, we can have a sure foundation, a certain hope of where our future, that when we go through these trials, that uh, they will fall hard in the moment, but they will result in a wonderful praise. Our faith being refined um, and, our, and it made glorious. We see it in Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. We see Jesus's obedience, Lord. We, we want to be an obedient people. 
Lord, I want to pray for those who are maybe watching who have never given their life to you, Lord. I pray that this would be the moment where they begin to put that sure foundation in, Mm. where they see you in a new light. Holy Spirit, would you be speaking to them right now, that Mm. you'd be touching their hearts, that they go, there's something in this. Mm. And I pray, Lord, that they would just know your comfort and your closeness now, Lord, in this time of real pressure, real different, real, the whole world is, our sand is shifting underneath our feet, Lord, and this Mm. is where we reveal the rock. Mm. I pray that for those who haven't ever had you as a rock, Lord, that this would be a moment they begin to build on the rock that is you. We pray this in all your, for all your glory, Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen.